With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you. And, you know, they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about bow totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm back. The Atheist Roundtable is back on the air tonight. This is the glorious return of the Atheist Roundtable after at least a month, maybe two months of not being on the air. Look, things happen, life gets happening, and that's what happened. So now I'm back. I'm changing the format of the Atheist Roundtable a little bit so that we can have more actual roundtable discussions here on the Atheist Roundtable. That's what I'm trying to do now. I am the host. My name is Andrew Garver. Hey, why don't you do me a favor and go and send me a friend request on Facebook or like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook. But most importantly, the thing you can do for me to show me that you love the show is to go on iTunes and leave me your oh-so-coveted five-star review. I really do covet those things. I still do. That hasn't changed. But I really do want to make this show more of a roundtable thing. So, this isn't going to be a live call-in show anymore, more or less. This intro is going to be live, but the actual meat of the show is going to be pre-recorded. As the meat of this show is pre-recorded. So, if you want to be part of the recording of the Atheist Roundtable, then send me a message on the Facebooks. And what we're going to do is we're going to start recording these on Thursday evenings around 7.30, right? 7.30 is a time when people are not asleep, unlike 11 o'clock p.m. when the show will still go live. So what we're going to do is we're going to record on Thursday, 7.30, and we're going to then do the show live. And if we talk longer than the 30 minutes allowed to be on blog talk radio for free because still cheap, then we'll just split it into separate episodes, and I'll have episodes in the can. Maybe what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to throw some of those things onto Patreon, and then you can help support the show that way. There is a Patreon for this show right now. I'm not using it right now. I'm not using it right now. You can go and you can give me money if you want, but you can't do it through Patreon because there's no new content going there just yet. Just yet. We were going to get there soon hopefully, with this new format. What's going to happen from now on is that you're going to give me a message or you're going to be a member of the atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley because you actually live in the Wabash Valley. That's one of the requirements for being part of that group. Or you might uh, be my friend on Facebook 
and just send me a message on Facebook, and we'll all get on together Thursdays around 7.30 for the recording of this show. In order to make this show happen, I asked a good friend of mine, Kelsey, to join me, and we talked about a few Let's things. Let's get Here's this show on the road. So today, we're going to talk about all kinds of good stuff, because as we're relaunching the Atheist Roundtable, I'm really hoping that I'm going to start having actual roundtable discussions. The only person that was kind enough to join me tonight was Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Ahoy. Oh, See, I, we were going to have a whole bunch of people talk with a, and talk to a whole bunch of people, but nobody thinks that we're cool enough to hang with us tonight. To be fair, we're not that cool, Andrew. Okay, that's... <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's talk about your topic. What you got for us today? Well, um, morality and religion have been coming up a lot lately, both in my ethics class and in uh, personal interactions with people. So I thought it would be fun if we could talk about that for a hot minute. Okay. So what, what ethics class is that? Divine command theory, which 
divine command theory. So uh, divine command theory is where uh, if God says it's good, then it's good. If God says it's bad, then it's bad. So have you in your in your ethics class have, have have you gone through the pros and cons of this already? We have actually. It's been several weeks ago that we talked about this. But again, I was the only person who really gave a shit. So I've been using it in a lot of personal arguments lately. Rob and I actually had a bit of a um, quote unquote altercation over Facebook with a gentleman of the Christian variety. Right. Rob had, had posted a video from, oh, I don't remember the name of the channel, but I was pointing out the, uh, the terrible logic in God condemning murder when he has done so much murdering himself. He does do a lot of that. Well, there's that, that classic tale of Abraham and Isaac, right? right. Where, where God commands Abraham to do some killing of his son. And uh, if and the story is exalted as though it's a uh, wonderful example of how, how, how Abraham's faith allowed him to do this. Um, but in order to accept that, you have to, you, you, you can't, make Abraham's decision to kill Isaac moral without appealing to some form of divine command theory, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No, you have to agree with divine command theory in order for that to not appall you. Which I think if you are acceptable with the act of a person taking another person's life, you yourself are appalling. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll I'll follow you on that one, sure. But, I mean, I, I just don't see how Christians justify that as, oh, well, it was just a test. Well, that's great, but if God commanded you to drown your baby in a bathtub, you do it? Oh, wait, it hasn't been time before. Mm-hmm. So I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. But we, as non-theists, awful people, well, what they'll tell you is that because you do actually find yourself a uh, a moral grounding, that that means you really do believe in God, even though you say you don't. That doesn't make sense. What? <laughs> argue with that, that as so many apologetics, uh, these aren't supposed to um, make sense. Look at the air quotes that I'm doing. They're not supposed to make sense. They just need to make uh, enough uh, sense to uh, get you to stop asking these silly, annoying questions. So have you had to do so? So in your in your ethics class with uh, with divine command theory, you know, there's a if we don't our morals and ethics from a god, then where do we get them from? 
seems to me that if we had a God that was giving out this divine command theory, um, we would see at least some uniformity in the ethics and the morals that people have. And we just kind of don't. Uh, we just don't see uh, as a question of morals. Uh, we don't see the question of universal health care as a question of ethics, you know. If these things were really coming from a divine creator, you'd think these ideas would be a bit more universal and people would all accept them. Uh, just as, but, but they just don't. So, so either God is the worst possible communicator ever in his divine command, or uh, there's no divine command. Okay. 
Trinity Lutheran Church v. Comer, which is where this Trinity Church, this Lutheran Trinity, the Trinity Lutheran Church in Columbia, Missouri. Um, and this Trinity Lutheran Church in Columbia, Missouri, they have a preschool or a daycare or something attached to it, right? Right. And they want to apply for a state-funded grant to help build or repair their playground equipment or their driveway to their playground or something like that, right? Problem, and, and, the, and the state says, oh, whoa, hey, uh, you are a religious organization and public funds shouldn't be going to religious organizations, right? And I'm cool with right. that. The problem is, is that we're talking about Missouri. We're ta that's, that's, the problem is we're talking about Missouri. And in Missouri, if you're a uh, preschool or a daycare, you already have exemptions uh, from in the law because you're a religious preschool and daycare, right? Right. The waters are already muddied here. And so when the church has applied for this grant, which seems to go to all of the playgrounds, how do you not give it to this playground? Now, the answer, of course, is that the state shouldn't be doing anything different with the church playgrounds than anyone else. But that means that their, that their daycare would have to be seen by the government. We can't have that. I mean that's that, that that would that would be the thing, right? Is that if if the if the churches were all playing by everybody else's rules, then there then this wouldn't be a problem because everybody'd be playing by the same set of rules. But the churches often get these exemptions, but they also want to have all the benefits, right? Right. Like as a church, right? Like as a church, they could say no children of no children of gay people allowed at our preschool. But if they want to say that, then they don't get to play in the public's money, right? But since we're going to let them play in the state's crap, see, you, you, you see what I mean? With this already muddied water that we're talking yeah. about, that's, that's the big thing. And the, the ACLU and Lambda Legal, <laughs> Lambda Legal, and, uh, all the other progressive, civil, libertarian-like people, right, recognize that state money going to fund a religious organization, which should be naughty. But because we seem to want to separate their playground from their church already, now we have some muddy waters to play in. And Gorsuch, being the wop waffle that he is, probably going to rule in favor of the church. More than that, according to the Slate article I'm reading, it's not just Gorsuch who's leaning toward um, Breyer and Kagan and Kennedy, too. That just leaves RBG as the sole voice of reason on the court. 
thing is that if churches played by the same rules that everybody else did, and we didn't have to worry, then we wouldn't have to worry about this kind of thing. Because all right. a church would have to do is follow the same doggone rules as every other preschool, and then they, and then a church should be able to get the same kind of state funds as anyone else. You apply for them, and not based on religion, but based on whatever criteria that the state imposes, you either get some or none or all or whatever, right? But that's not the way that it works already. The church already has exemptions for their daycares. You have to be a well, most of the time you have to have a life, have some kind of state licensure in order to operate a daycare because the state has some interest, but not right. if you're, but not if you're a church. Then we just assume that everybody in a church is just doing exactly what they need to do because nobody ever heard of somebody in the church abusing power. That doesn't happen. Or even molesting children. I mean, who could ever do such a thing? Well, certainly not someone in a church, I'll tell you that. No, of course not. It's all them <laughs> damn atheists that have chained up in the basement. Right. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. It's all those damn atheists that are chewing up the children in the basement. Never. Yep. A, uh, a priest in a rectory. No, that's not. That doesn't happen. No. 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 Of course not. I am a little concerned about the future of our state church separation wall. You know, if Trump wants to build a wall, I think the wall should be between state and church, not mm -hmm. the U.S. and Mexico. I mourn for the country and the Supreme Court every freaking day now. It's very sad. <sighs> what is up with your laptop?
wall? We should. We should do okay, this. With next time, I, I will have a much more specific topic. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's cool. We, you know, uh, the, uh, the the idea that uh, atheists have no morals is pro- is probably the most common thing that uh, that I hear all the time. You know, we did a. Uh, if you, if you go up to uh, ten atheists and say what's the most annoying thing that theists ever say, it's probably that athe- atheists have no morals. I mean, I know atheists that are better people than people who claim to be Christians. Uh, my my grandparents have always been really religious, and they stopped taking me to church when I, because I I started asking too many questions. But um. Back when my great-grandfather was alive, he was struggling a bit financially at one point, and I offered to buy him groceries because I I don't want to see anybody go hungry. And, you know, my grandma tried to say, oh, well, he probably wasted his money on this and this and this, and I said, it doesn't matter. I mean, being responsible is important, yes, but if he's at the point where he doesn't have that option anymore. I want to be there to take care of him. Sure. But, I mean, she tried to make me feel like shit for doing a good thing that she had taught me to do. Because the person that I was helping didn't meet her expectations. That's not what it's about. It's about doing the right thing regardless of your own expectations. Yep, yep, that's right. But, but I have no morals, y'all. No, no morals at all. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up here because I think that, because I'm still go- planning on doing a half-hour show, that we have just now crossed the half an hour tomorrow. So, uh, Woo-hoo. there we go. Why don't you uh, take us out by telling people all about yourself and how uh, they can stalk you on the interweb? Oh, hell. Okay. <laughs> um, y'all can find me on Twitter, uh, at Assaulty Slytherin, or you can find me on WordPress, The Assaulty Slytherin. Um, I have a, a glamorous cat model that I'm going to be uploading out of there soon. But, uh, you know, it's a long work. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining me tonight, Kelsey. You're the only person who is going to be my friend tonight. Uh, so thanks for being my friend, Kelsey. You're such a nice person. You're welcome, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourselves. Okay, now say something.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.